0: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, telling stories from the LAFC community, match by match, fan by fan, story by story. We are joined here in studio with uh, both Chris, Christian, myself, shout out sound engineer Wilton, doesn't get enough love on the show, but literally today we are joined by royalty. (laughs) We have both the king in the north, Mr. Tom Ritchie, the LAFC king himself, and the amazingly talented... Kate Corka of Made Great by Kate. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Thanks. We are so, so pleased to have you here in the studio. You are both iconic figures within the North End and the LAFC community as a whole. For those of you who don't know the LAFC King... uh, where have you been uh and obviously kate has outfits that have been known to stand out a little bit you may or may not have noticed her everywhere at bank of california stadium but we're so pleased to have you guys here in the studio
1: oh we're excited to be here thank you
0: it's great to be here
2: well thank you for making the commute in this la traffic school is back today so i know it was a different different approach uh and different patients that are being tested out there
1: yes don't get me started on la traffic
2: (laughs) So
3: before we dive into our interview, fellas, uh, we do have a game tomorrow, San Jose, but the big game that everybody's anticipating is the one this Sunday at the bank. So, uh, you know, we also did just have a game previously, too, that we uh, just won, and that was a good game. So, you know, let's let's talk about it. We've got three things to talk about. We're going to talk about San Jose just briefly, because by the time this episode is out, the game will probably have been passed. But we'll maybe do some lineup predictions. We'll talk about what really we expect to see from the Galaxy for the most part, though, huh? Yeah.
2: If we go look look back first to the Real Salt Lake game, obviously always a tough opponent. They're a good team. They were trending upwards. I think them and San Jose before this weekend were two of the hotter teams in the league.
0: I believe they had won 10 home games in a row and six games total in a row. So... That's an impressive streak there.
2: Very difficult to play them, especially how they sit and don't let you have much space. So I thought the first half we had a few chances that should have gone in. Made it difficult, I thought. And I think I'm sure RSL was happy going into the half at 0-0. And then soon thereafter, when they got back into the field, Walker got a second yellow and got that red. And I think that I thought it put us into a pickle. And at that point, I felt like, if we take home a draw, I'll be okay with it just because it's a tough place to play. But what I admired from Bob was he stayed very offensive despite the red, right? All he did was take out Betashur, move Latif to the back, put Blackman, played four back with three midfielders and two attackers. Most coaches usually would go 4-4-1 and kind of play conservatively and, you know, go for the draw. He kind of went for the throat. and I love it. Yeah,
0: A, I think this speaks to where Latif Blessing is in his tactical ability at the moment, that he could easily play in all three phases of the team, and he's going to fit in just fine, serviceably, in a big game in those spots. Down a man, I thought he did an amazing job at his defensive liabilities. I thought Carlos Vela, having a shot, and knowing it was smarter to follow the contact to the ground, take the penalty, and get the red as well, too, in order to even out the squad... Was a brilliant bit of tactical prowess in that moment as well, too. There was so much about this game that was positive. I do have to look at both yellows from Zim and say, those were both bad decision yellows. questionable.:
3: I would say the second one, I feel, was more <clears throat> of a blaring like, what were you thinking?"
0: Because well, I mean, The first one, he's hiding the ball from the ref and mouthing <sighs> off. When in the history of sports has yelling at the ref ever amounted to
3: Well, anything? no, I mean, of course, right? But it's like, you know, it's, it's possible for people's, uh, you know, emotions to get the best of them and things like that. I just think that the second one, you know, he got beat and then he, he you could totally see he wrapped his arm around the guy to pull him down. And it's just like, man, you're already on a yellow. At that point, you have to be a little bit more tactful with how you're going to try and prevent the— the player on making plus
2: Latif was trailing,
4: like, right? He would have yeah. caught up. Like, I would, it was just not smart. I wouldn't have been as upset with Walker if he wasn't out. I mean, I feel like he was out at the forty. He wasn't close to his goal. It was yeah, it was near half field. Yeah. It
2: was it was it was just not smart.
3: Well, I mean, but like you said, yeah, both of them were definitely uh, lapses in judgment. I just feel like right. when you are on that on that first yellow, you know, you you definitely have to be a little bit more aware of of every action that you take because everything could then be scrutinized. It's easy to get
0: frustrated at red cards, but this was our first red card of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nine games left in the season, and we've only had one red card. So, And it wasn't a straight red. It was an accumulated yellow. So,
2: Well, he's good at accumulating. That's what we've
0: noticed. (laughs) He plays with a little bit of fire, and that's something we love about him. And he's super young as well, too. So, you know, these are things that are to be expected to a certain extent, but... You know, the hiding the ball from the ref and mouthing off and getting the first yellow is one thing. The inability to recognize that you're on a yellow and make the shift in decision-making from there on out is... I'm more frustrated about that, Chris. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. The first one is less frustrating, but because it's a juvenile crime, so to speak, in the game, that I mean, you do wish that his head would be in a little better place but ultimately an amazing game from Dio. Yeah. almost had a brace should have had a brace just some bad luck there yeah. mm-hmm. but you know has the assist and the goal to seal it away and speaking of goals and assists Carlitos sets the record for combined goals and assists in a season we still got 9 games left That's to crazy go. it's it, it's
3: unbelievable I mean it's definitely just shows the type of season that LAFC as a whole are having right because if and it, it's not like all of the goals and assists that Carlos is getting credit for were done on solo acts, right? Those assists had to be put in by whoever he passed the ball to. The goals that he put in, he had to get the ball from some of them at some point. So it just shows, I mean, he's he's getting these opportunities because the team is firing on all cylinders. So and he's just, bought in.
2: He's bought in. So he's putting the effort himself. He could have easily been one of these European pedigree stars that came and just give me the ball and let me take over. But he's bought into the system. He's led by example. He's in the locker room having a good time. You can say he's friendly with everybody, and obviously winning helps, uh, but I think him being a part of all these aspects is uh, very important as well.
0: Yeah, it takes a team in order to score that many assists. Mm-hmm. And and that, to me, is why I, I love the fact that Carlos mm-hmm. loves this more than just scoring the most goals record. The fact that he gets to share this with the whole team, I mean, A, it speaks to Carlos's character, but it also speaks to this team. So uh, another one of the shows made this point, I think it was Extra Time, where they were talking about Dio. And they said that at this point in his MLS career, Dio has a little over 2,000 minutes and has 20 goals and 10 assists. Yeah, he's a
2: twenty ten. I, I heard that too. It was crazy and mind-boggling.
0: You know, it, there are seasons in the MLS in which you could win an MVP for doing 2,000 minutes and having twenty ten. I mean, that, yeah. not that long ago, would have put you amongst the very, very best in the league and to say it has been done quietly I mean, it's hard well, yeah but it's over 2 though? years though right yeah. well it I,
2: is it's since it he, since he came to the league
3: yes but and you look at how he i mean he was making a lot of goals in short periods of times last season when he would come in and he would play for 30 minutes and he was a high impact player in a short amount of minutes and then on top of that too he does have the injuries that came about in the last in this season and last season and so that stat that you're, I mean, yes, that's an amazing stat, right? Twenty goals and ten assists in two thousand minutes. But it's it's just, you know, you would wonder what you would actually see if he was able to have full seasons with full health. And he played, you know, I mean, that part of, that was part of the reason why he came out was because he couldn't he couldn't play the ninety, right? He had told Bob Bradley after his goal that he was like, hey, I'm done, you know, and that's why they ended up having to sub
2: in. Well, they changed the sub. He he was going to go in. The sub was going to come in for someone else. And they went back to the board and made it for Dio. right? Oh, um, and then and then Latif ended up playing a winger. Uh, so he played, yeah, like you said, all three facets. He was a midfielder, he was a right back, and then he was a left winger, which is crazy.
3: Oh, and then on top of that, too, probably the biggest cherry on top, clinched a playoff spot. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, what I'm, did you
2: guys think? You know, I I have to agree with
4: Jonathan about Dio's performance uh, at, against RSL. It definitely stuck out to me. I feel like his injury at the beginning of the season, right before the season, you know, there may have been more to that than anybody w- was letting on about. Because he hernia, that, yeah. yeah, that's not and a small thing. Yeah, surgery he, too. Yeah, I feel like he's getting to the point now. He's getting closer to that ninety-minute player. But he looked hungry in in Salt Lake. And that's I mean, that's my favorite deal. My f- mm-hmm. hungry Dio is easily my favorite deal. When he's fighting for balls and pushing around, he he boxes out like a center in the lane. He does, you know, and and it's it's fantastic to watch.
2: He took people on and he made them miss, and that's how he got to hit yeah. the post and how he scored. So. That left
4: foot, you know, that hit the post.
0: Ugh, yeah, I was willing that to go in. Most really physical, large framed strikers don't play a full 90 anyway that's that's kind of common throughout the game I mean and he's been great for 70 minutes so and we've seen him go the full 90 in some matches recently and, and he's just sort of getting into the stride where he can make it to that point point. and I think this speaks to somewhat of the dialogue that's been going around the league right now because a certain person made comments about the playoff system versus the Shield and this idea that You know, teams, you know, kind of phone it in for some of the games throughout the season because they know they're just going to get into the playoffs and teams that seem to go hard after the shield kind of burn out and don't have a chance to do as well in the playoffs because they've spent so much effort going after the shield. But I think in our case, you know, we have Dio coming into fitness at this point in the season, hitting his stride. We have yet to, knock on wood, have any major injuries. Huge, huge hats off to the training staff for the ability of players to to keep their fitness about them for the whole game. Oh, and by the way, our third DP hasn't even played yet and could be eligible to play by this weekend, plus a, a TAM available player coming in within the next 30 days or so. So, I mean, two amazingly talented players coming in before we even get to the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I I do think, though, that Brian is not going to be able, because there's still an issue with his visa paperwork. So I think that he is... We'll uh, see.
2: Still a few days.
3: Yeah, but I think, I just read it on Reddit earlier today that there was some snag with his, um, him and Diego are both practicing isolated away from the team right now. Yeah, so I, they, I think that it's more of an anticipation of seeing them in September.
2: That's okay. And then, then no one gets to see them until the playoffs. I'm okay with that. <laughs> what I would say, main takeaways for me is the last couple games, or a few games, we've been in situations where it was either a shootout or a man down, and we won those games. And that didn't happen last year. Last year, we had that ten last 10-minute 10 curse, and I know we kind of talked about it last game, but there's been situation X, Y, Z, and they found to not drop points I found a way not to drop points so that's incredible to me and if they can continue this kind of momentum or I'd rather have these struggles and learn to win now versus having a playoff game against RSL at home last like last year where they couldn't figure it out and it just frustrated us LAFC fans for like three months where we felt like what happened we had such an outstanding season but one game got us undone and I don't think we had any challenges that we overcame before that playoff game, that we could, the coach could point to and say, "Hey, we've done this before."
0: Well, we did kind of have the 40-minute yips show up again. The best shot that they had, you know, was that breakaway with, the, you know, the volley, uh, you know, to Miller's left there that he was able to to defend, I mean, right. which was a great save. But was. That was in the last five minutes of the first half again. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, even though it doesn't go in and the great save is made, and ultimately we end up walking away with a clean sheet, we could certainly at least point to that moment and say once again. You know, uh, at the death of the first half, we saw our weakest (laughs) defensive moment. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I, I think, you know, the game itself was an amazing bout of resilience. We came back from 10 men down um, and we were able to walk away with, you know, a 2-0 victory. Um, There's nothing but positive to take away from the game for the most part. But to the conversation about the Supporters' Shield, before, before we dive into talking to Tom and Kate here, I thought it might be kind of cool to to at least explore the idea of what if the league were to incentivize the Supporters' Shield monetarily? So what if, right now, the argument can be made by certain players that there's no point in going for the Supporters' Shield because it just wears you out before you get to the playoffs, and the MLS Cup is all that matters. We've talked about this on the show before. But what if the Supporters' Shield came with an extra DP slot, or if that's too much, an extra international players' spot? or some kind of target allocation or general allocation money that was awarded alongside it. So the teams were incentivized to go for the Shield, and there wasn't a motivation for teams to lag going into the playoffs because you'd have that advantage of an extra million dollars worth of TAM or GAM going into the next season.
2: It's a good discussion. I mean, I feel like this could be a whole episode because I'd I'd rather incentivize the players versus the teams. So if there's prize money where it's split amongst each one of the players in the eighteen. I think they probably play harder.
0: Do you think that incentivizes friction between the player and the team, where if the team says, hey, we want you guys to back off and take it easy because we're focused on the cup, and the player says, no, I'm focused on this monetary incentive, you can't take that away from me, that that would create friction between club and player?
3: I don't know. I mean, it's not like it doesn't happen in other sports, right? Like you look at baseball players, right, and if they want to hit a certain amount of um, uh, an average or home runs or some type of performance bonus so that they get their incentive bonus, but they're like, hey, you know, You know, they want to start resting players as it gets closer to October. You know, the player's like, hey, look, I'm looking to try and make this money. Right. There's, There's constantly milestone incentives in other sports, and I think that that's just kind of,
0: they make it work. Guys, what do you think? Do we incentivize the player, incentivize the team, or keep the system as is?
4: Gosh, you know, it's tough because the other thing about incentivizing the player that I think about is the potential for injury. I mean, careers last... You know, careers are lasting shorter and shorter these days. And, you know, I would hate to think that clubs are telling their players to to take it easy at all. I mean, I feel like it happens most predominantly maybe in the NBA because of the way their lottery works. Right. But, you know, we don't have a draft system like that. You know, and, and you know, I feel like the playoff first round bye is a really big deal. And playing at home throughout the playoffs is a huge deal, too.
2: That's true. So, you know... It's there a good is point.
4: there is incentive to finish at the top of the table, um, you know, even if you don't get the Supporters Shield.
2: Yeah. So you you're saying home, it's been addressed in some fashion already. Yeah, you get
4: home playoff games, yeah. Yeah. and that could mean all the difference. I mean, look at Portland; they were garbage away for the first twelve games, and and now they're you know they're in the
2: hunt. To beat. yeah, that's that's a good point. I I don't disagree with that. Um, especially now with only it being one game, it's a bigger deal. There's no home and away. So, I, right. think, I think doing away with that um, does incentivize the shield. I just think some of the teams that know that they're not in the running for it um, midseason kind of figure out a way to, to manage to get in, and then they'll figure out whether or not they want to be in the second to fifth, or, or excuse me, second to fourth, or fifth to seventh, right?
4: Well, yeah. It de- but I guess it
2: depends yeah.
4: at the end of the season how close everybody is to. I mean you might not be able to
2: you know a 3-point swing. Yeah. Might, you know, might be too much to take, so and, you got to be careful. And that's a good that's a good point. So, and it's something that I was saying earlier that this game with San Jose leading into the midweek matches, I consider it a no-lose situation unless you get an injury or a red card because god forbid they they give up the 3 points. It it helps San Jose clump up and, you know, maybe keep Portland out or the Galaxy out mm-hmm. or Seattle out. One, uh, two, if we get it, we just get, you know, a further lead. We have one game in hand right now in comparison to the rest of the West. Mm. Um, so, you know, I don't see it as a, a,
0: a, a lose There's situation anyway for yeah. us. There's not
3: a lot of things that yeah. are at risk in this match.
0: Except e- for perhaps our chance at chasing down yet another record. Because let's not forget, with nine games left, we are six wins away from setting the record for most wins in a season. Goal differential, we are one goal above the record right now. Uh, So we are setting the record if the season ends right now. Points, we're currently sitting on 58. Obviously, we'll have a different score going into the weekend, hopefully. But at the time of recording, we're at 58 points. Most all-time was 71. So we're just 13 points away from setting the record for all-time points. And of course, right now, the record for most points between first and second place is 12 points. And LAFC currently sit 13 points ahead. We would hold the record if the season ended right now, just in difference between first and second. Now, I know those are statistical anomalies, but I still want us to win every game well, to for make sure. the statistics mm-hmm. even cooler. Yeah,
2: and not to gloss over this midweek game, but there's a bigger event at the end of the the week, which everyone wants to talk about. And I I think, this is my opinion, and you guys can say what you want, I think it's a draw, honestly. That's what I think is gonna happen against San Jose.
3: Well I also think that we're gonna rest certain players. Exactly. You yeah, so. know, I think that we are gonna come out with kind of a bit of a B squad and that will give people fresh legs for Sunday.
0: Yeah. I think the weekend game is more important than the midweek game. For sure. I think the squad will reflect that. And and if the outline or, or the final score does or does not is yet to be seen, you never know. Um, just because we put our B team out there doesn't mean they aren't capable of beating San Jose, even with them you know, fully adapted to Matias Almeida's style and right. what's going on there. I just, you know, I, I think there are all some really interesting things to see how it plans out. And hopefully when we're talking to you guys next week, we're all in wonderful moods. About <laughs> yeah, but, no, uh, definitely. I don't want to dwell too long on um, mid-week you know, the game. statistical side of things or the midweek game. Uh, Any last thoughts about the Derby coming up this weekend before we dive into our conversation? Yeah, I want to talk
2: about the lead-up, the events prior, and then, you know, the game is going to be a big game, obviously. So um, are you guys going to do anything special prior to the match, leading up to the game? Mm
0: -hmm more on that Maybe. later.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: okay. It
1: could be
0: it could be
3: an exclusive for all of our listeners. Sure, we
0: could talk uh, about it later. It's totally up I to think you. It might be a tease well, for 20 minutes.
1: We'll just from now. say that that there is plans. Okay. We do have plans. Got it. Um and we'll leave it at that. It's there a big you. it's a big splash.
2: There you go. Oh, wow. So. so everyone make sure to follow. Yeah. yeah, why
3: don't you guys plug your social yeah. media right now for anybody that's interested in following.
1: All right. All right. Um well, for for everything made great by Kate and LAFC related for costumes, you can find me either at Kate Korka on Instagram, last name K O R K A, or made great by Kate, spelled K A I T, or
4: and I'm just the LAFC
2: king.
1: He's easy. You can yeah. find him easy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's well, funny? You have to LAFCK. You well, come up mm-hmm. a lot of K's and a lot mm-hmm. of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: We are planning on making a big splash yes. this weekend ourselves. We will be there with the Papa and of course the. Extremely limited edition, blackout edition Ooh. of the shoulder to shoulder pin will be making its debut. Yeah, uh, I we, saw uh, it. We it's just posted.
3: Cool. Yeah, we just posted <laughs> it on <laughs> on our social media too. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, you can look at that on our Instagram account at LAFCS2S. I'm not gonna
0: lie, it's it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so those will be first come, first serve. We only had fifty produced. Um So it's going to be a one-time thing. Uh, We are not charging any more money for it than a normal pin, and we will have normal pins available as well, too. Yeah,
3: we'll have both. We'll have one of each. So if you haven't gotten one or the other, you'll be able to get both while supplies last for the black ones, of course. We do have, I think, uh, like 200 of the uh, traditional gold pins. You know what,
4: babe? Without giving too much away about the splash that we're going to make, I can say that we can add to their splash by stopping by the tent.
0: Ah, a little collab uh-huh. day of. There you go. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Tease a little meet and greet. Maybe we will have to uh, post something on social media when they show up, so yeah. you can come on by. And uh,
3: what's what? What are we saying? Maybe one o'clock, Jonathan. You and I will be there.
0: Uh, i think i'm camping out night before um <laughs> i think i'm gonna just go ahead and have hot dog cart breakfast is uh oh, dude. Right wow. now. so
3: good those are so good I really hope they open those north end
0: bathrooms up early in the day yeah. um no um you know we will be there early um so you know i know it's going to be one of those days where everyone's getting out there early and it's going to be a long day i got a I, hotel,
1: you have- I got a hotel. Oh, did you smartily? yeah i got a hotel nearby That's how big of a splash this is that I I had to be I had to be nearby for this.
3: So Yeah, I'm not even I'm not even going into work on Monday. Like (laughs) I I just I mean, it's not even like I'm gonna get hammered. It's just more so the fact that I I just I don't wanna have to worry about going to bed earlier than I want to and I really wanna I'm hoping for obviously for the result that we all want Mm -hmm. and that I'm gonna stay out late and be at free play until, you know, they kick us out. I have a Mm -hmm. six
2: AM conference call.
0: I have to be awake at <laughs> six Monday as well. Too. Oh, dude! Yeah. Uh, so that's um, the be no. yeah.
5: <laughs> no, It's
2: my grandfather's 89th birthday, so I wasn't planning to party hard. I'm just making Is sure he, he has the time. You oh, him? oh,
3: yeah. Oh, had, he coming? He's got forty seats
2: for this game.
1: Wow! Um, almost. I thought we had a lot. Almost. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. How many well, seats A lot do of the family.
3: Have? Sixteen. Where are you guys? Are you guys all together?
4: No, we've got eight in a two hundred section, and then mostly
2: north end stuff.
3: Is there that where you your guys' season seats
2: are? They we, sit by me, actually, which is funny. I yeah, found yeah, that out, like, <laughs> mid-season. I was like, have... you guys sit here? He's like, almost never. Like,
4: almost these are just, are just our <laughs> <seats."> <laughs> we, get a, we get a lot of grief for that. Yeah. Um, but we have seats in 228 that we started the year with. And then, uh, then we added seats in the North End, General Admission and then
5: shout out lucky's s-
4: the <laughs> luckies. then you know one of us likes to wear super high heels to the game sure hey, hey. And they look good you, on have- you bro i gotta be honest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have the calves for it's it weekends only so i added two seats in in 101 which is like north end where you can sit down right. for, for somebody's tired feet
5: what um, is that, uh, let what me is just that? let is you guys know though i have not e- sat west? in those seats yeah.
1: once <laughs> I, s- I stand in my heels thank you yes she does Yes. Impressive. Yeah.
0: You I know I gotta it. say for Mandy and I even though uh we are we are currently sitting atop the north end uh it's still a beautiful experience And Yeah, yeah, shout out Mandy. Say hello to everybody sweetheart. Hi. <laughs> a little special guest here on the Absolutely. pod today. Mandy and I have a very special thing we get to do before the game as well, too. We're going to be part of the flag ceremony on the field. So oh, Mandy will get her great. first so cool. on-the-field experience. Right. Awesome. So that'll be fun for us. And uh, obviously, hopefully, we uh, have a lot of emotion going into this game. and Hopefully, we come uh-huh. out of it on, on a really big high. It would be... It's just our time. We need to get a W against them. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know other people would be fine with, with just getting a it. point. Oh, everybody yeah. wants that. The it.
2: fans, the supporters, we're I mean, gonna show out. There's
3: so many reasons why we. I mean, it's our. You know, the only game that we've got scheduled at our home. We're doing so well. They have stepped up their game when it's when they play us, and so we know that they're going to be bringing out. Uh, a top-notch effort and it's there's just so many things that it's like we we have to have a w on sunday
1: i just want to go on my social media afterwards and be like we are la as lata (laughs) like how dare you you
5: know
2: or you could just spell his name without the la
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. There
0: you go. <laughs> well, his own team can't even spell his name, but that, that's, that's, funny. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's um But speaking of names, we have two very big names on the couch with us here today. Our sincerest, sincerest welcomes uh, to, to Tom and Kate, and we're so happy to have you guys here. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how you came to love this, the beautiful game, and how that led you to the Los Angeles Football Club.
1: Who started? You? Me?
0: Ladies first. Uh,
1: ooh. Ladies first, yeah. Right. We should tell us that I don't know. Here. Where do we want to start? We want to start with... I was born right. Oh, a long, long <laughs> your, your time ago. Your extensive
4: soccer background. How oh, about that?
1: Yes, um, which isn't very much. I will be honest. Growing up, sports was secondary in my house. Uh, we are an artistic family, musicians, um, artists, all that stuff. So, um, though we followed sports, and we did have season tickets to the Miami Dolphins. Don't judge us. And the it's a local <laughs> the, team. The Why Marlins, would I judge? Please don't judge us. <laughs> you know, um, we we. You know, we weren't really a sports-forward family. Um, I was a cheerleader one season. My brother played played football, you know, soccer. I mean, that's it. You know, and then other than that, it wasn't until I got to my adult life that I really started to fall in love with any kind of sporting event. Um, most of the time, prior to meeting Tom, it was a boyfriend supporter is what I was. Sure. I followed the team that my boyfriend liked. Sure. And then um, Tom and I met, and his kids play soccer and I fell in love with going with him to watch his, his daughters play and watch, watch sports with his family. And then um, uh, when, when LAFC came into the picture, it was last season, and he came to meet my best friend, Sally. Shout out, Sally. And her boyfriend. Super Sally. Super Sally. And her boyfriend, Elijah Gray. And Elijah was wearing an LAFC hat and a backpack. And what it was is we were like, oh, you look great, blah, blah, blah But you didn't want to carry his backpack. So Tom put it on. And we were like, yo, you look dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was kind of like how that went. And we got in this whole talk about what teams does everybody support. And everybody had teams that nobody else agreed on. Everybody had their own yeah, team. Whether it was everything.
4: NFL or baseball, NBA, yeah. like none of us had similar teams. Well, Elijah and I both uh, go for Liverpool. We're both red. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. much. But, then <clears throat> but other we like, than that, nothing.
1: So but then we were, we were like, okay, okay. MLS and nobody said anything and we're like wait nobody has an MLS team and they're like no and they're like let's go to an LAFC game like -hmm. let's go see like what this is about and we all got tickets sat we were in the north end very first match you know and um, fell in love. And we sure it, did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we went to. And it was just to... a bonding moment, not just not just for us to the club, but for Tom to my friend, from yeah. from me to to my friends, my friend's boyfriend. You know, and it just became this family event that we do now every single match. We meet up and we spend that time together. It's now, really it was, great.
3: You, the first match you went to was the opening day match, or you went to a different match later last season.
1: We went. When no, we it was,
4: was our first game, not the first game. Oh, yeah. It was uh. <clears throat> I'd say it's about midway through. We got in.
1: No, it was earlier than midway because we met them Cinco de Mayo. Oh, uh,
4: okay, yeah. it's only about a month in. Yeah, yeah, only about a month in. So we we probably went to six or eight games last year, including the playoffs. And
1: um, then he became a season ticket holder, like that. <laughs> yeah,
4: it was it was an easy choice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very um, cool.
4: Yeah, I had some anxiety. I Mean, you know, because I was, you know, Sally was her like best best friend. Sure. So it was the night I was going to go meet them, and. um it, it just turned out really well. We all became tight really fast, and an LAFC.
1: I mean, yep. on the real, if Tom and I ever break up, there's a good chance that, like, <laughs> I'm the one that gets excommunicated from this relationship because of how close he has gotten with them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't know where this oh, was going, God. by the way. <laughs> <That's laughs> it like a dark turn. <laughs> but um,
0: LAFC definitely... But you guys will still sit next to uh, each other, stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. Somebody um, will have to use those seats that never get used. What? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, enough of that
3: talk. let uh, yeah. So... You guys went to the you so but you your daughters play yes. right your oh, yeah. daughters play soccer so and you played soccer growing up. And I did. So I, what that, was it? I mean, there was there was another team in Los Angeles no. too at one point. Before right?
2: we talk about that, I t I want to hear how you got into it so young, and the sport in this country was different back then. Soccer for me as a young boy was uh, you couldn't escape. So I grew up on Long Island.
4: Okay. And my young soccer years. So I started when I was five or six. So that was like 78, 79, 80, 81. Right. And and I don't know how many West Coast guys know who the New York Cosmos and the New York Arrows are. But, you know, when when I first got started in soccer in on the the Farmingdale Wolverines, which is the AYSO version of of, you know of Long Island, right? So I had uh, the Cosmos. So you're talking about Franz Beckenbauer, Pele, Pele, um who else was great on that team? Beckenbauer. It's um, all we care about. Yeah, Beckenbauer. <laughs> and I mean, he had
2: uh, Emperor in the back and um, Stryker. And then
4: uh, Shet Messing in Goal, Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then, so we used to practice in the winter when it snowed, we practiced at an indoor facility. It was Shet Messing Soccer World. Right. And then the indoor league, right. You had that crazy Yugoslavian that that defected um, Steve Jungle. Right. He had like 130 something goals one year. Yep. And And uh, Doc oh i'm not gonna remember his last name but he was like a he was like the cal Ripken of indoor soccer he yeah. played every game you know so but then both of those leagues the misl and the nasl both folded you know in the mid 80s which is about when i started high school you know and then you know girls and schoolwork took over and you know that was that i didn't yeah. really from that point on i didn't really follow i still played soccer but I didn't follow it, you know, outside of, you know, just my own team. What position did you play? Uh, I played a lot of defense. Um, I wasn't I wasn't fast enough for the front line. But both outside backs, half backs too. Back then we played a lot of three, three, four. You know, it was two centers, two wings and so
2: I, I think back I then you guys to... played with like a sweeper, right? You yeah, we had sometimes. like you had three one four two almost oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was i grew up with my dad because he grew up in that era he would be like look i play center back i always have a sweeper in front of me that's right well, i mean uh a stopper and i play yep. sweeper because he played the stopper was a taller dude and he'd be he's my like my height which is like five six so he's like i just come behind him and i just <laughs> make sure i sweep the crap out of whoever yeah. got through so, that sweeper yeah. was
4: a slide-tackling yeah. aficionado. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you needed. Somebody yep. small, fast, who knew how to slide. Yep, yep. It, Different was a great, times. it was a great time to be on the East Coast and a soccer fan and a soccer player. And I played all the way up um, until I went to college, and then I, I didn't play past that.
2: So at some point, you moved to the West Coast, mm-hmm. you know, way later in life. Yep. Um did you pick up the team going back to your question Chris? There, there's another team that existed here. It just didn't interest well, you. Well,
3: I mean you said you were a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Right. So well, what when did you move to LA?
2: 96. Okay.
3: So oh, I mean Interesting
2: year. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the beginning of
3: MLS, right? Yeah. That was, you know, the Rose Bowl and stuff like that and 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 the first few years of the MLS were definitely experimental. and and how they wanted to have their system and their rules. And, I mean, did you watch any MLS games, or did you, I mean, did you follow, did you ever go to any MLS games? Did you even, was it even on your radar, or was it just, you know, Liverpool and and European soccer?
4: No, it's interesting, because um, at the time, I was traveling a lot for work, you know, um, not so much East Coast, but from, from the Midwest up to the Pacific Northwest, and, you know, a lot of times I was out of town by myself for a couple of days and I would, I would always look for things to do, ball games, MLS games. So um, I'd been I went to a Sounders game. I went to a couple Timbers games. I did a lot of work in Oregon a couple of times, but, you know, not to the point where I became fans. But
1: no, I'm going to tell you, I mm, he has a Timber shirt in his closet that I found underneath <laughs> a bunch of other t- shirts. Yeah. And I went in there and I was like, I came out what is this oh my and God. why is this in your closet <laughs> no. like well and he was explaining to me No, this was before lafc ever existed i was up there for work i saw the shirt i was like we get to get rid of this like right now well i
3: mean <laughs> so, especially if you go back up there keeper, right it's like <laughs> you just keep it just to wear it to the games
4: and i'll tell you what when you're out of town for as long as i was at points sometimes
0: buying t-shirts is a lot better than doing laundry <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's a valid point yeah What yeah. were your Uh, takeaways from those games because obviously you know the Cascadian teams have always you know had a reputation of active support of of great soccer experience you know seeing as how you've seen the bank in the north end you know in all its glory how would you compare you know the Cascadian teams back then to what we're seeing now
4: I'd have to say that LAFC for me and the 3252 and the way they support it just it it feels louder and more organized. Um, when I went to that Timbers match that I was that I was talking about, you know, I walked away saying, you know, wow, the, the Timbers Army does a good job, you know, because I didn't have a reference point, you know, I had a live reference point, you know. Certainly, I'd seen, you know, Dortmund and the Reds and all those stadiums, you know, jumping in unison and you know and singing together like you know like they were in their living rooms, but to to see in person. The Timber Army was my first, you know, live experience for something like that. And I was glad to have had that experience because what it led to was recognizing that what
0: LAFC and the 3252 has done is is just exceptional. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So I, I think one of my favorite moments in all that was when you said that you were actually brought to LAFC by seeing the logo first. So that art deco art, Mm -hmm. a piece of fashion is what drew you to this team and and, and for those of us, uh, for those out there listening, they might not know, uh, fashion might have a little bit to do with your life, does it not? Oh, Why don't oh, you tell us a does. little bit about how well, it's fashion brought you here?
1: It's interesting that you bring up the Art Deco behind the logo. I've actually looked at the um, brand book for LAFC and yeah. why it's created the way that it is, right down to the colors and the wing and, and the font that is used. And it, it really does come from the history of Los Angeles so when you go back to the 20s. And when you think about um, that that font and the color of gold and and the wing with the angels, like everything, has a really important meaning to this city and to this community. So it makes me fall in love more with the brand from a, an artistic point of view, um, and uh, and it's it's inspirational, which which leads to why I um I've created some of the things that I have to support the, the club. Um, when this season was coming, in, when the season was coming, and I I knew we had season tickets, I knew we were going. Um, I sat there and and I thought like, well, I have. All these skills from my history being here, eight years ago, I moved here from uh, Miami to work for uh, Sky Blue from LMFAO on the creative team.
2: Wow, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And um, I did everything right down to, you know, staging and video concepts and costuming and, you know, whatever it was that he needed to to make him shine. And so when they broke up and I was no longer doing that anymore, um, I still had so much, you know, to give and so much in my possession still to build off of and i was like you know what i'm gonna, i'm going to make something i'm going to make something cuz i have i have the skill i have the materials i'm i'm going to do it so i made this this jacket it actually took me what over a week i think oh. it took a while it took a while it t- i mean those stones that go on those things that you guys see shine those are stone by stone i sit there you know, each one, one by one. So I've watched a lot of Netflix. If it, you ever want to talk Netflix shows, please DM me. I probably have seen everything on Netflix. <laughs> oh, wow. They look
0: very, very meticulously yeah, creative. Very you can see time-consuming work that went into that. Yeah. I mean,
1: it goes off of the brand. It goes off of the theme nights that LAFC provides, you know, um, it goes off of the, the brand Bible and and what goes into this club. It goes off of the inspiration that I get from the 3252, from watching the players. Um, you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody saw my, my Latino, blessing romper that i made um i love blessing i fell in love from yes. last season he's a he's a hustler i
0: That's mean
1: right. i i and it, i mean i love like, he kill even tell you from watching his daughter's games like i if you're slow on the field get off I don't want to see you. <laughs> I don't care. You know, you don't. You know, if that ball's going and no and, the, and the other team is running for it faster than you, get off the field. Like that is just how I feel about She's it. A harsh critic. Oh, Speaking horrible. my wife's
2: language right now. Yeah. this is, this is a Latif household. Oh, I love Latif. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So when I was thinking of like what player am I going to make this romper out of? Like it was inspired by him. I needed to put that hustle. Into it, I needed to to really rally, and I feel like that's what, what Latif does. Like you know, he 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 comes to every single challenge as hard as he possibly can without any you know fear. And I was like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go. Oh, and um, I think the only reason why it's continued to what it is now is is because it was so well received by everybody. You know, yeah, the it,
4: reaction was was amazing.
1: Oh god, yeah, and and um, which made me love doing it more. You know, it made me love supporting the club more with what I can do um to support them and it it really was great. You know, we developed Tom's Tom's king outfit um with help from Rich, you know, and yeah. And, yeah.
4: Shout oh, out to Richard Rosco. Rich Roscoe. Rich is uh, everywhere. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say it was that that first game.
1: It was with the jacket. It was the the first yeah, match so yeah. We were
4: we were enjoying that victory up in the Sunset Club and uh you know, people, you know, I, I hate to give him credit for his, uh, you know, but he deserves it. He uh He's, he said to Kate, you know, what are you going to dress this guy in for mm-hmm. the next game? Because I just had, like, an LAFC hoodie on. And he took one look at me, and he was like, this guy needs a crown. You know, this is, you know, this guy needs to be King Tom. And, you know, we thought about it, and we're like, you know what?
1: There was a couple matches that went by before He's we actually right. created it. And, yeah. And it, then, it took some doing. Yeah. I think that crown took, like, know. 18 hours for us to make. Whoa. Crown, yeah. That
4: was a pain, yeah.
1: That <laughs> was a pain. <laughs> but... <laughs> but
4: what it's funny when I, you know, when I talk to people about Kate and, and and what she does, you know, this is this is who she is. She gets inspired and she's super creative. And when I think about LAFC supporters, you know, everybody's doing, everybody wants to do their part. You know, whether it's the you know the guy that makes the pins or the or or Bone and his and his Simpson memes or. You know, uh shout out to to Tom Fitzpatrick, Tri-Tip for the Luckies. Mm-hmm. You know, food, he yeah. he cooks. Oh, those bratwursts last week were unbelievable.
1: And they plan those menus like like a week Ahead in advance. Time, yeah. Like yeah. they put so, so much work in there. all
4: those, you know, all those people that I'm talking about, they have their way yeah. of showing support, mm-hmm. right? And you know, and Kate's puts these hours and hours into these outfits and that and that's her way.
5: Yeah.
2: You know, everybody has their way. Yeah, their way of expression or like doing an amazing podcast, maybe oh, that's somebody's you. way. Yeah, it's yeah. a mos- it's a mos- I, I say it's a mosaic of expressions uh and different shades of gold and black, oh, right? Because everyone to wants to it. put put their flavor into it, their little little touch of it. Um you know, scarves, t shirts, whatever it is. Everyone is wearing similar colors in different ways, and it's the best thing I can I can imagine.
0: I think it speaks a lot to the culture of the team that people feel that they have that space. I mean, think of how many sports cultures there are in the world where if you showed up and tried to do something creative and unique, you would be shunned, ostracized, belittled. But the LAFC community, I mean, if you show up doing something unique and new and, you know, I mean, I'd, not to— obviously the same extent as you guys, but I mean, I remember when I showed up for, you know, season one, game one last year, and I brought the mask with me and, you know, people were looking at me like, uh, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, you know, I mean, and there was some apprehension commonplace. Yeah. And now, and now there's hundreds of people in masks and and we have this space. I mean, this is something, this is an identity we created for ourselves. I mean, mean,
1: shout out to Al Katrine. If, If we want to talk about somebody who really puts, puts a lot of effort into, into, so his support for the cuervos i mean the, the the time that goes into creating that that look the, the face and the the persona and the, the hat i mean he makes everything he's an incredible artist how about mm-hmm.
0: lafc soccer head speaking about time the oh yeah doing something. and I mean, his, his wife, wife. Oh, they both
1: oh, yeah i mean mm-hmm. so much work that goes into it and every match i feel like i i show up to these tailgates and there there's other people with their yeah. creative expressions yeah, new support characters the club. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i love it I've seen, I've seen people with the all gold muscle um was it they were, remember the wrestler that was one Matt
4: like Oh the Nacho Libre kid yeah, was amazing. Oh, yeah. he
1: and his father, yeah,
0: were yeah. both Texas. Yeah. I saw somebody yeah. with this with so amazing, amazing
1: Darth Vader yeah. hat. Like I mean cr- um a mask that was insane. I was it was yeah. super impressive. Yeah, yeah. right
0: mean,
5: there. I,
3: There's somebody who does the uh, one of the gold Power Rangers now too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then there was the Casey Jones mask that's I think uh, one of the it was one of the capos for um yeah, or uh, really?
0: LAFC Caballero, who has been on the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, there's so many people. who we'll run have
4: DMC been. from the from the crew. Everyone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right, though, John. It does. You're absolutely right. It, it speaks to the accepting community of of you know LAFC and and the three two five two. You know. Um, you know, for for Kate and I, you know, when we first came um, in the. Well, she was coming in outfits already, but when I showed up in the in the king outfit, you know, there were some, you know, there were some moments of, you know, of, um, you know, what are these people about, you know? But it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't feel like an attack in any way. But over the course of the next few weeks, I mean, all the very accepting, but you want to see. I feel like everybody wants to see that that ninety minutes of active support in order for you to, you know, kind of earn your stripes. Got it. You know, like Kate and I, you know, we're in the North End. We're you know, we're screaming, we're chanting. There are times we get, you know, we'll take a break, we'll get pulled away. You know, Tifo tracings we go to LAFC Pride. I met you know, we had a good long talk with um, with Mauricio, right, the vice president uh, yep. of the three two five. Shout out Mo. Shout out Mo. Um, at the 3-2 f- at the at the Pride Republic Parade, you know, and um, he's been super nice to us, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, you know, Jimmy Chivo Mayor every year you know, We saw him at the kickball game. They all take the time To get a chance to to know you,
5: mm-hmm. you
4: know And they see you at the games and they see you at the you know all the events and if you put in the active support You know the love is there, you know the community feeling is there. It's what drew us to the Luckies. Oh yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Everybody has, you know, the mosaic, right? Of course. And you walk around that Christmas tree lane and I think I I remember um who did you guys have on? You had Fern on. And yeah. he was talking about, you know, uh if you took a blank slate kind of L E F C fan and walked him around Christmas tree lane at a tailgate, you know, he's gonna find that that group that just kinda speaks to him. Right. Right? And and you know you know no disrespect to any of the other supporter groups. Love, you know, Cuervos, Black Army. We hung out with, um, the, I remember we hung out with the inland element. Yeah. No, it was no, no, no. Empire, the Boys. Empire
1: Boys. Empire Boys. Empire Boys is the first time that I, I actually did call to arms. It was before It was the first time the call
4: e- to arms was ever done.
1: Was it really? Yes. yes. Oh it I was. didn't know that. Yeah. So we went to a watch party with them and at Silver Lakes. Um, at Silver Lakes. And it was it was it was great because I wasn't in I wasn't in any of my outfits and they were like wait why do I why do I feel like Right, I'm why do you? we know you? <laughs> yeah like, why do I feel like I know you and I was like oh here's photos you know whatever and they were like and they were teaching us the call to arms and it was I was I we loved it. We absolutely it loved it. And so it was it was a great experience when it actually became part of what the 3252 does now because i i can remember that history of like being there with them at that that watch yeah. party and like doing that with them for the first time it was really cool
0: so that's one of the amazing things about this club is that you know there are no gatekeepers to the culture you know the only thing that people ask is is for the i want for the endurance for the 90 minutes you know and and if you're willing to sing with us for 90 minutes then everything about you is accepted You know, I mean, and that's it. You bleed black and gold. You sing for 90. Mm -hmm. Everything else about your life is welcome at that
4: point. Yeah. If we weren't willing, you know, to put the active support in, honestly, I don't I'm not sure that we would continue You know, with with the costumes and all that stuff. It's all it's all part of it. You know,
3: right. I mean, it it just shows. Right. We keep talking about all the ways that people want to contribute and things like that. And it's you're putting in your own time. You're putting in your own money. You're putting in your own effort. And. It's um it just it just makes it worth it makes you work harder, right? Because you're investing all of this stuff away from whether it's your job or your family or what have your you. Well, uh, yeah, I have I, I there's
1: a lot of times that I do not see Tom because I am I am sitting there making these costumes and he's been extremely supportive.
4: I have been. I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> <He's
1: No. laughs> so what's, say, what's, what's
4: your favorite the, of all her this costumes? This is on wax so now, far. by the way. My favorite of all of her costumes? Ooh. No one's ever asked me that. Fantastic question.
5: I would love to know.
4: Oh, you would love to know?
1: Mm
4: -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a real popular one and and say the Pride Wings.
1: Really? Yep. Yeah, people seem to love the Pride Wings. So what do you...
3: Like, I mean, is your closet... Like, endless? (laughs) Like, where do you put all
1: this stuff? They've been in Tom's daughter's closet at his house. Yeah. That's where they've been. And it was great because I just moved them back to mine this morning, actually, um, to go through them for the galaxy so y'all know, like, um, so um, so yeah to go through them for that and um, and I was surprised even and your when garage, I open up when I went I open up and the your living room, yeah and your oh, if you yeah my house yeah um, but uh, but it was it was insane for me to even open up and see everything you know there and I was like wow, a lot of stuff <laughs> like it's a lot and, and it's crazy because most of it happens within like a few days if not hours before the the actual match. So, so, Wait, so what like, happens
2: before? With, with the- like,
1: like, uh, like some of the things, like the, the, the party dress, the big one that has the LA on yeah, the skirt. Yeah. I actually made that seven hours. Right before I left to wow. go, I worked the night before. I work at a restaurant <laughs> on the weekends, and I worked the night before. I was a, I closed, so I didn't get home till about mm, one o'clock in the morning. And I stayed up from one a.m. till about noon, eleven to noon, yeah. and made that entire thing, and then put it on and wore it to that match. Wow! wow. You could yeah.
0: give me eleven days, I would never <laughs> create a wearable piece of clothing in that yeah. time, So let, let me- alone something.
3: I Let me ask you cool. this, right? You don't always dress up. You, there are times, like I, you know, I was looking at your guys' Instagram accounts, mm-hmm. and there are times when you guys look like a a normal, a normal <laughs> supporter, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, like just, well, no, but it's just, you know, you you are a, a, you're an active supporter, mm-hmm. and you're in the North End. Mm-hmm. But so what? What? How do you guys decide what matches you're going to dress up?
1: I've dressed up every single one for this season. Um, the ones that you see on there that weren't were the Open Cup. Come. Yeah. And um, it was mostly because the open cup matches happened after work. Um, and so it was difficult for me to to do everything and then come from my office in commerce. It was just like, it's an open cup. It's not the, the you know, so we're just going to go regular supporter and yeah. blend in. My
4: we're, choice to don the You crown guys were and casuals cape. that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My choice to don the cape and crown is typically temperature based. Ah. <laughs> it's not. Why
1: you didn't wear it yeah. last time. It's, Which it's, was so weird because I warm outfit,
4: I met sure. him
1: at the tailgate for the last the last home match and um, his daughter was there and I was like oh I was like where's your dad she's like right there and I'm like where you know <laughs> I couldn't even see I was like I'm looking for the crown I'm looking for the I'm like I don't he's in with the luckies but he's because he wasn't in his outfit I didn't even recognize him wow like I was like where I don't see him like you need some
2: velvet shorts my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
5: <laughs>
4: it's funny though at this point um, I. I get recognized even without, you know, the the crown and Kate. Wow! Like the staff, the staff at the you know concession stands and the ticket takers and like, oh hey King, you
1: know.
4: We're gonna say cool. that's
1: to your shining personality. Yeah. Uh, okay.
4: Then they yeah. bow as you walk by. I get it. People <laughs> bow. It's it's the strangest thing. It, it freaks my kids out when I bring <laughs> when I bring the girls to the games. You know, we walking around. People scream at me from you know thirty yards away. You know, and people you know bending the knee. Oh my God, you know. My it's
5: favorite never... is,
1: is is when you, is is the kids. Oh, the kids are my favorite. Um, the the last home match it was uh, back to school, and I, and I sat there and must have talked to to this little girl, um, for i mean I minutes uh, more than that yeah. and she was so sweet like her dad was so cute it's like leave her alone leave her alone or whatever and she kept coming over you wanted my oreos yeah. like Wait, she wanted to yeah, share yeah. oreos and she was so cute and i had such a great conversation such a personality and then like i, I posted her to my instagram and um her dad message she's like she wants a dress so bad now she wants to wear a dress to the, to the match yeah. and and it just it melts my heart to watch these these kids just fall in love with with the, the creativity and, and the costumes and, and see it from a different way of how to express themselves. It's really great.
2: It that's, is fun. That's awesome and that, it's something I've never even really thought about even though I've experienced where these the kids are seeing that They can express themselves with their clothes, and it's okay at this at at the match, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always happen that way, especially in some neighborhoods in LA. So this is another to take your words another safe space to be able to do that. And seeing adults that are having an impact in what's going on in the stands, and they can feel like they're part of that—that's kind of cool, Mm -hmm. right? But be prepared
4: to get your picture taken and get stopped. (laughs) Even if you want to leave the North End and go to the bathroom. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you've got to politely decline a photo and say, look, the king's got to pee. <laughs> 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 that's almost, that's, uh, that's,
3: that's almost kind of like why I like doing the podcast, right? Because there have been, I remember when we first started this and uh, it was, there was a picture of the three of us and uh, somebody, I, w- like, we brought out the picture and we we're like, all right, so guess Guess who's who, you know, (laughs) and nobody, I mean, it's not like it says like, oh, hey, this is Chris, that's Jonathan, that's Christian. It's that you just kind of have to be like, oh, well, you know, you don't really sound like the way you look. And so you can still kind of. Do your contributing and still blend Isn't that in. weird
1: how that is when you hear somebody's voice and you start to picture, like, what you think they look like? And you're like, God, i was
0: so wrong. You yeah. know, like- I remember, like, the first time I met, like, Joseph Sacker, because I'd heard him first, you know, through Heart of Valley. I've seen the first time I saw him. I was like, that's nothing like what I thought. And I have to say the same thing about these two, because, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a listener of the show before I was ever invited to be a part of it. Um, so the first time I came over here and I met him, I was like, wow, there's nothing like what I had pictured them to look like. So... Um, yeah, and then people then honestly, get
3: Jonathan and I confused all the time. Well, yeah, and
0: I wear a mask, so like, there's tons <laughs> of people who don't know who I am either, or don't recognize me without without the mask as well. So that that's you know, what that's,
1: a fun game that would be for the people who have never met you is to like play a game where you blindfold them and you guys all say some say the same thing and see if they can match it up right and you like win like <laughs> an exclusive LAFC prize yeah. for the people who get it right
2: we need to hire you for real this <laughs> <laughs> is like the third good idea you've given
3: it's us like you <laughs>
0: should work in marketing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just,
3: you know we'll just have her be part of our team meetings once a week
4: why not you could come <laughs> in
0: so you've been an inspiration to people in the north end You're oh. an inspiration for the next generation of north enders coming up so
4: that's so hard for me to hear i i, I i'm just a more humble person and i mean i feel like i just dress up and take pictures with people
0: well the humble king's the best king right but i suppose how do you see this growing where is you know the made great by kate fashion stamp on the north end going to be in 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 next season in a few seasons where do you see this going within the community of los angeles
1: Uh, um i mean wow that's a, big, that's a big question. Honestly, I, I do it because I, I love it. I, it's, it's really where it comes from. And I inspire everybody, you know, to, to, to be a part of it with me. I, I'm willing to always help. I'm willing to always, you know, make something for people. And I'm, um, you know, it's, it's big for me to, um, to see everybody shine. It's not about me. It's not about Tom. It's about LAFC. And this is how I can contribute to that. And if anybody else wants to sparkle and shine, or have their kids sparkle and shine, or, or however we—that's all that it's about for me. Is 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 it's about L.A.F.C. at the end of the day. It just this is how I contribute. Yeah. Yeah.
4: For me, I'm gonna create an army of fifty knights and take over the world. <laughs> have you knighted yeah. anyone yet? <laughs> I haven't knighted anybody yet. They're... Oh,
1: Elijah, you better get on that.
4: <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> I would, you know, it. It again. It just seems a little too arrogant for me to to knight people. I do get a lot of people kneeling, and I ask them. Actually, it it's funny you bring that up because as
2: long as they're Galaxy fans, it's cool. (laughs) Right?
4: You know, somebody when I first started showing up as as the the king, uh, somebody said, "Oh, look, it's the king of the north end." And I heard that and I was like, whoa, I said, I said, let's not start that because that's just, you know, that's far too arrogant than than I would ever, you know, imagine myself. So I said, oh, how about just King, you know, King in the north? I'm like, let's just leave it at King because I don't want anybody getting the wrong idea.
1: I mean, to your defense, Game of Thrones was huge. We were about to start season eight. Um, Yeah, that's
4: where a lot of the inspiration came from. Right.
1: So a lot of people, when they saw him, they would just think Jon Snow. And so they would go straight to that thing, not realizing that that's not at all the person he is. Yeah. You know.
4: I would never presume to be the the king of anything, but. I, I'm. It's a lot of fun. And so I you are like John Snow. I am a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I. I wouldn't. I never believe. wanted it. So, yeah, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I am. Um, I. Uh, I don't want to be stabbed and see if I come back to life. But, you know, if it, if it helps us win against the galaxy, I'll do it. You know.
0: It's so funny. It, it harkens me back. Like little known fact about Gringo. So when I was a kid, uh, well, uh, shortly in my young adult years, I, I actually. For three years, ran off with the circus. Um, Come on, what? I, 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 I told was, I've never known this. He,
3: oh. he says it all kind of like people. It's like common knowledge. <laughs> <Yeah>. So
0: <laughs> I worked for the Henlon Lee's Action Theaters Jousting Knights and Steeds, and we were contracted to do the jousting performance at Renaissance fairs. So I traveled around the United States, being part oh. of the jousting show at Renaissance fairs. And, and yes, there's incriminating photos out there somewhere. So um, what
4: you're saying is we're gonna joust on Christmas Tree Lane. Oh,
0: Oh my God. I, oh my I could literally I next time fairs outfits. in town, like I could probably get the jousters to come out. No joke. Um, they, I'm still buddies oh. with a lot of the guys who still joust at Renaissance fairs. But, um, but I mean, as and far I could as preside over it, the costuming, the pageantry, I mean, you know, all of, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've polished thousands and thousands of suits of armor, like, um, you know, swords, the whole nine yards. So, I mean, uh, uh, when I saw you show up, the first thing I thought is it brought me back to, to when I used That's to so work at Ren Fair. You and, guys
1: can't uh, see my face right now, but I, am I'm so excited listening to this. <laughs> so many
2: ideas, I know.
1: Oh my gosh. But yeah, I yeah. Have so been...
0: I mean we could yeah, you know, the whole like chivalry code and all that kind of stuff and everything. It's um there's a lot of very, very powerful imagery and symbolism behind so much of that stuff. And it, it connects to the sports world so well. And there's so mm-hmm. many things that you can bring over about character and all of that to it that um there's, there's definitely a lot of space for this to grow within the yeah. culture of North End, and I'm, I'm excited I to see where it goes. You guys could
2: exchange ideas. Yeah, Kate speaking. for the pod, and you guys for the yeah. king. And Kate. speaking of fun spinoffs,
0: I
4: don't have the authority to do this, but Kit Harrington, um, inviting you to be the Falconer.
2: Dude,
3: I want to be the Falconer.
1: <laughs> I'll make him a cloak. I'll make Kit Harrington a special cloak. Oh my just God, saying. I know a squire. <laughs>
0: um, oh i'm never gonna live that one down we'll have to maybe maybe we'll throw a, uh, a photo out on the instagram of me back in my, my if my there's Rambo no picture i don't believe it yeah. that's right well you know guys before we wrap up today we have one last question that we'd like to answer you it is something that is very near and dear to all of us within the sim community but it's a little extra special for us it's it's the name of our show and it's the theme behind all of this and it's Folks, what does shoulder to shoulder mean to you?
4: I'm going to let you start, babe.
1: Shoulder to shoulder is family, a community. It's love and it's Los Angeles.
4: Wow. Very nice. I uh, I thought a little, you know, I've listened to your podcast obviously quite a bit and I you know, you know this question's coming. I appreciate so you, that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. You you know, I I kind of thought about what my answer might be. I'm going to go Uh, I'm going to go personal with it, right? I can remember many nights leading up to games, you know, late, late nights, one, two, three in the morning where the outfits, you know, weren't quite ready yet. You know, and I don't, you know, I don't say, hey, babe, I'm going to bed. You know, we stay up together and we do things. and
5: He helps, he crystals. I do. (laughs) And
4: I I can crystal one by one. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, so when I think shoulder to shoulder, one of the things that pops out in my mind is, you know, being shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with Kate, you know, at the table putting these costumes together.
1: So, don't <laughs>
0: cry. so that's going to be my shoulder-to-shoulder to
1: shoulder today. He's oh, guys he's so great.
0: <laughs> so, I love how many different answers we get to that question. Yeah. No two answers have been the same. Yeah. And
3: it's it just... There's just so many things about this club that we just all love. And I just feel like every every month it just gets better and better and there's more layers to this mosaic and you know we just we really appreciate you guys coming on and telling us your story i mean it's it's an amazing story right and uh you know i'm sure the nice thing about this podcast is that people do get to know the backstory cuz a lot of people just see you and they'll they'll see these extravagant outfits and they'll see these larger than life characters but they don't know where it started or anything about him and so you know it's it's important for us to be able to tell stories like this and so just thank you again guys for coming on. You're thank
2: welcome.
4: You. Thank you for for making it
0: possible. Yeah. Oh great. And we're looking forward to the big review on Sunday. Oof. <gasps> can you give us a little tease? Give us a little tease for anyone who listened an hour into the show at this point.
1: Little tease. Oof I don't know if I do little. I just, I mean, if anybody's seen me, I'm not really like a subtle person. Um, so we're nothing. gonna go with uh, seven girls. Ah, there's a good tease. That's a, yeah. All
0: right. Ah, all right. So we got some coordinated <laughs> outfits going on here. That's awesome. So we have like uh, the full uh, court of the king, perhaps. Well, is that reading too much into it? P- look, that
4: that's a uh, that's a phrase I'll say. You coined. <laughs> it also sounds like a that. riddle.
0: Uh, Well, for those of you who would like to follow our guests, it is at LAFC King and at Made Great by Kate. That is K-A-I-T, Kate. Uh, Kate, Tom, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. For anyone who would like to follow us, we are at LAFC S2S on all your social media platforms. You can find our website, www.lafcs2s.com. And at that same at, you can reach any of us by email, whether it is Chris, Christian, or or myself don't forget to come and join us for the super tailgate this weekend against the Carson galaxy. And if you're one of those first few people there, we do have our blackout pin available. If the pins already sold out, we'd love to share a beer with you and just have you be part of the community with us. So on behalf of Chris, Christian, the King, our queen.
1: No, not yet. Are we over too, too soon? No, too soon to drop that, that yet. weird. And Kate.
0: Kate. Okay, great by Kate. Um, Wilton, who's who's by our side all the time making us sound good, and Mandy, thank you for joining us today as well, too and myself. Uh thank you guys for listening and take us home, sticks. Showed up to show up together this our culture. Full of force up a supernova. Stay flying that FC Dorsum. Hey, shopping down the Nikki's Korea town lady. Cape soul mommy, about to drop her fit. They want me to stop, but I ain't come to my house, i defend that bank.